Hi everyone, my name is Michael and I'm on the team here at St. Paul Shadowell. I'm super excited to be speaking to you today as we continue to go through John chapter 6, building on what Nikki shared last week. The reading today is John 6 verse 35 and then verses 41 to 42. So I'm going to read it. It says this, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And picking up at verse 41 says, At this the Jews there began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Amen. So today's reading is ultimately about Jesus being asked a question and the answer that he gives. So that's what we're going to look at together. So first we'll remind ourselves a little bit about the background, then we'll unpick that question, and then we'll explore the answer that Jesus gives. So firstly, let's remind ourselves of the background of this passage. At the start of John chapter 6, Jesus fed 5,000 families using only five loaves and two fish, and the disciples filled 12 baskets with the leftovers. The people were so amazed by this miracle that they were certain that Jesus was not just a prophet, but the prophet with a capital P, the one that had come, they believed to save them from the oppressive Roman regime. Verse 15 of chapter six says that Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. That evening, Jesus is still up on the mountainside and his disciples decide to cross the lake and set off for Capernaum. Imagine for a second that you live in a world without smartphones or any phones, really, for that matter, or GPS or Google Maps, and your friend goes up a mountain on their own, and you and the rest of your friends decide to cross a lake that's 13 miles long and eight miles wide. If that friend isn't Jesus, then you stand a good chance of never finding each other again. So they're in this small boat, the wind starts to kick up, and the waters are getting choppy. And not only does Jesus find them again, a small fishing boat in a lake that has an area of about 65 square miles, but he comes to them walking on the water. They let him into the boat immediately, as you would, and click, they arrive on the shore that they were traveling towards. Another miracle, given that they had only rowed three or four miles across an eight mile lake, they arrived immediately. So the next day, the crowd of people that Jesus and the disciples had left behind realized that they were gone, and they head for Capernaum to look for Jesus. Then, as Nikki did a great job of unpacking with us last week, Jesus speaks to the crowd and says a lot of amazing things, culminating in declaring in verse 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So, that's the background. Jesus performs an an incredible and inexplicable miracle, 
that is witnessed by thousands of people, a miracle that convinces them that he is the savior they've been waiting for. He then performs a miraculous sign in front of his disciples. He then tells all those gathered, including the religious leaders of the area, that he is the bread of God, the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world, that whoever comes to him will never go hungry, and whoever believes in him will never be thirsty. Then, and this is the question, the Jewish leaders and teachers respond to this by asking what I believe may be the most important, the most pertinent, and most relatable question in the history of mankind. They ask, uh, really? Well, that's my paraphrase. So let's briefly unpack the question that they actually ask. It's this, at this, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? The Jewish leaders and the Jewish people are expecting a great political leader that will come to set them free, rebuild the temple and restore the rule of the line of David. They are not expecting Joseph's son. They're asking, how can you say that you are God? And really, it's the most important question in the history of mankind. Is Jesus the son of God? I have a lot of conversations with people these days and they think the real question is, was Jesus real? Did Jesus exist? And there's more historic, extra biblical, that means not from the Bible, evidence that Jesus lived than almost any other person in history. This is a copy of a book called A New Eusebius. It's a book that catalogues primary documents that illustrate the history of the early church from Jesus' time to AD 337. Roman historians, Jewish historians, Greek historians, politicians, accounts from people outside of the Christian movement. We know that Jesus existed. The question that the Jewish leaders are asking is a question that everyone sooner or later should ask themselves. Is Jesus the son of God? Is Jesus the bread of life? Because if he is, then we probably have to do something about it. Lucky for us, verse 43 says, Jesus answered. So we're gonna unpack the answers together. So the first part of Jesus' answer is, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. Verse 44, Jesus says, look, God draws people to himself. If you're a Christian watching this today, think for a moment how you came to know God. If you're not a Christian watching this today, then think about how you came to be sitting, watching me talking to you today. I'm not from a Christian family, but I started going to church when I was four years old because of wonderful neighbors offering to take me to their church Sunday school. Over the next 12 years, as different families moved away from the area, three different church families committed to ferrying me back and forth to church week in, week out. Another Christian family in our town invited me to go to a Christian camp every summer with their children. When I first went to uni, I had a total emotional breakdown. That's a long story. But it was my old youth pastor who drove the hundred miles to draw me back. My love for scripture has drawn me back to God and closer to him hundreds of times. When I moved to London to work as a circus acrobat, I thought I had broken free from working for the church. Somehow, I was drawn back and here we are today. God draws us to him through other people, 
through his word, through the life of Jesus, through incredible creation that we see around us. There's a famous verse in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 that says, God has set eternity in the human heart. We are made to wrestle with these things. We are designed with eternity in mind. So we are drawn by design to God. Jesus is saying, no one comes to God except those that God draws. People don't happen to stumble across God in the way that we know God. The very journey that each person takes with God is testament that he is alive and working. There is a longing on people's hearts and it speaks to something greater. Jesus goes on to answer this question in a second way. And he says, it is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father has learned from him comes to me. That's verse 45. And in this verse, Jesus is quoting Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13, uh, which may have been the temple reading for that day. We don't know for sure, but it would make sense that it was. Jesus answers by quoting Isaiah 54. And that uh, is about the future glory of Zion. That chapter is all about the incredible vision of God's plan that he has for his people. It, as you would expect, immediately follows the end of Isaiah chapter 53, which is all about the coming Messiah that will bear the sin of many and make intercession for the transgressors. I encourage you to look at Isaiah 53 and 54. It's not a coincidence that the prophecy of a promised Messiah is followed by the prophecy of a restored kingdom of God, one in which we are taught by God. It is a kingdom that God is inviting us into, one that we were always meant to be a part of, and that is why we are so drawn to it. And Jesus is the key. Jesus is responding to this question by saying that God draws you. He tugs on your heart and God also teaches you. God teaches us through others, through the word, through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus' life. But God was teaching the Jewish leaders through their own prophet, through Isaiah. Jesus is saying to them, God the Father has taught you about me, taught you to expect me and to come to me. Those that God has drawn, he teaches. And he teaches them about his son and they come to Jesus. The third part and final for today answer to this question is in verses 47 onwards to 51. And it says this, very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So in this section, Jesus restates that he is the bread of life. He restates that ultimately it is a question of belief. Jesus says the one who believes has eternal life. God is drawing each person, you and me, to himself. But it is not an irresistible grace that people can not reject. People get to choose if they want to have a faith in Jesus. And it is a question 
of faith. Ephesians verse two, cha uh, chapter 2 verse 8 famously says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So Jesus was real. He really claimed to be the bread of life. He really offered us eternal life. He really offered that anyone that comes to him will never grow hungry and whoever believes in me, will, him will never be thirsty. He really gave up his body for us. But was it a genuine offer? If you're here today or listening to this, chances are that God has been drawing you to himself. Perhaps you can think, of some of the ways now that God has drawn you to himself. Now that you have been drawn, God wants to teach you, to teach us, for us to learn more and to go deeper. We're going to keep tracking through the rest of John 6 for the next couple of weeks, but God is offering to teach you about himself through his son, through his word. I implore you to explore the answer to the most important question that we may ever ask. If you haven't read through the book of John recently, or ever, sit down somewhere comfortable without distraction and read through it. It should only take you about an hour and a half and it may be the best decision you ever make. Ultimately though, we are called to faith. So I'll finish by restating Jesus's offer to each of us, just as Jesus did, and to encourage you to be drawn and to be taught and to engage in that process. So verse 47 to 51 says again, very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I'll give for the life of the world.